Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott join us now. If you're the Warriors, you got to be juiced about this. Whew. I, I'm telling you the number, David, that jumps off the page at me. The, the Warriors assisted 39 t- times on 46 made field goals. I mean, that is absolutely unbelievable, the way they move the ball tonight. Well, that is, they throw the third most amount of passes of any team in the league at 329 a night. And on a given night, I love this, I love this stat. It's not commonplace, so I don't use it much. But on most nights, they have a potential 54 assists. Yeah, I heard you talking about and went and looked. That potential assist number is awesome because it takes out the, you know, the last part's kind of a, that's an equation, but you right. make the pass and somebody's got an opportunity. So they make 54 passes a night to shots, which are presumably probably open at that point, right? Yeah, in the one that, you know, Curry, I, I thought the Jazz did a pretty good job on him tonight. Um, you know, I thought they chased him around, but he, he it's that backbreaker at the end where he just, you know, he's got a little bit more juice in the tank to come off a screen and beat somebody, get wide open, get this, and you know when his shoulders are squared in that situation, it's going in. Yeah, he's, you know, Royce has really done well on him. His career, I mentioned a few times in the broadcast, I never got to the numbers, but last year's career was just 5 of 16 when Royce was the closest defender, and I thought Royce did a nice job again tonight. Um, but that is, a, uh, that is a basketball team that is really well built. Right? They just had long, lengthy defender after defender coupled with this unbelievable um, offensive player. And then, you know, they pulled a heist on the Minnesota Timberwolves where they gave up a not very good guard in G'Angelo Russell, got a first-round pick that became Jonathan Kaminga and have turned, to their credit, largely probably playing with one of the great players in the league, have turned Andrew Wiggins into a heck of a two-way player. Whew. Yeah, he, shoot, he shot the ball so good tonight. Um, early too, made a couple early ones, and I, I thought Quinn came out with a good strategy. I thought you know they were face guarding, running Curry around, and then the Jazz were kind of in a a zone type. It looked to me um, the Warriors did a good job of just kind of picking apart rules that the Jazz weren't necessarily comfortable with early on. Uh, but I thought out of the third quarter, the Jazz adjusted and their their energy was way better. Unfortunately, just it came down to the last couple of plays to me, and the Warriors made you know a couple shots in a row, made tough ones too. That Iguodala shot, that was hard. Yeah, yeah. and Ed Curry's coming off the pick. You tired of talking yet, David? Uh, no. Well, yeah, I mean maybe. No, I mean uh, I don't mean with us. I mean like well, I mean, in general. I, well, I was terrible tonight, so I don't know. Oh but, man, don't sell yourself you, short. Uh, but back to back with uh, guess, you know. Yeah, I guess you know maybe I was slow on the back to. I didn't have the rest advantage. Well, you stormed in here with a ton of energy. I know that it scared yeah, me to you, death. Uh, you know, rest advantage is becoming like this majorly important thing in the league, by the way. It is a big deal. The team, prior to tonight, teams with a rest advantage were 86 and 52, winning 62% of their games. Wow. 62% at home and 64% on the road. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's impactful. And like, if you were a gambler... That would be a good stat to hone in on. And you had a 60% like something we could give you? Like you're like that's an incredible number. That's a huge number, right? That's a, I, I've never I don't I don't partake, so Yeah. Huge but, number. Yeah. Well, we thought you did a great job, David. You know, you're awfully nice. And you me. made you know, us chuckle. I gotta tell you, I was talking to a close friend today who said, Are that guy Jake and that guy Tim as nice a guys as they seem? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I said yes. You did? Oh, that's nice of you. We try to be nice, don't we, Tim? I said yeah. Well, uh, that's nice. I, I, that's one thing I would like to be known as, is a nice guy. Nice. Yeah, that is good to can, be known. Can we go back to one play before I say goodbye? Because I guess I'm not done yet. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of plays that we can put in a museum for Steph Curry at the end of his career. But that three tonight actually might be one of them. Because if you actually back that up, I just am watching the replay. He drives the lane, gets in the lane. Gobert cuts him off. He passes to the corner to Peyton, who rotates to Porter. And Curry comes back to the same quarter Peyton's in. Peyton's not playing to set a pick at all. Curry just creates it. Like, if you watch, it's not a set play at all. Peyton has no idea what's coming. Like, he doesn't have any idea. And Curry creates the whole thing just with his motion, his movement, and his persistence. It's what we talked about in the pregame. We talked about him. Like, you can do a great job of guarding him, and, you you, you know, his instinct alone, like, is worth so many points because, like, that play, it's counterintuitive, but he seems to really kind of shine in figuring out a way. He's had to. He's had to be creative in getting open. Right. All right. You guys right. have a good postgame. It's right, been a buddy. tough night for Utah sports. Utah. Yeah, man. Yeah, tough losses. BYU didn't do anything today, I hope, because they would have lost. But great games, though. I mean, yes. like entertainment value yes. high. Extremely. Uh, heart afterwards low. Well, we'll try to get the folks home. We'll do All our right. best. You get the folks home. All right, buddy. Okay, see you. Great job. All right, Jazz win or win. I'm used to saying that. Jazz lose tonight to the Golden State Warriors, one twenty-three to one sixteen. We'll break it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz fall tonight to the Warriors, one twenty three to one sixteen, and a just an absolute great game. A lot of fun to watch, Coach. I know uh, Jake Scott, Coach Tim, will come with you. I know a lot of Jazz fans probably pretty bummed, but that was a fun contest. Jazz just came up a little bit short. I would have been more bummed if the, the Jazz effort in the second half would have kind of mirrored the first. I didn't think they got off to a great start, um, and, and I do believe it'd be interesting to know whether kind of their scheme on Curry got them a little bit confused because they ended up giving a lot of things, you know, early in that game that they don't typically give up. But the way they came out and responded in the four, in the third quarter, and then I do believe it was, you know, got down there to the, to the end of the game and, you know, Otto Porter, they made him make a tough fadeaway jumper from two. Uh, Curry makes that, that tough three with a hand, um, uh, actually made two, two tough yep. threes. And then, um, and then our guy Iguodala makes that big three at the end. But that's what, what really good players do. So I thought the Jazz fought. You know, Donovan didn't have his best night. And the Jazz are they're going to struggle when they don't get a little bit more, you know, just output there. Well, certainly against a, a team like the Warriors. And Locke talked about it a lot tonight on the broadcast. I mean, just a, such a great defensive team, uh, good individual defenders. And it's just going to be tough uh, when your you're top guy uh, does not have a great night. Donovan finished 20 points, 4 of 19 shooting, 2 of 9 from 3, 10 of 11 from the line. He did have 9 assists. you got to love to see that. Six boards for Donovan. The Jazz had four players with 20 points. Donovan Mitchell had 20. Rudy had 20 and 19. Uh, Bogdanovich had 20. And uh, Jordan Clarkson had 20 coming in off the bench for the Warriors, however. Uh, they got big nights from a bunch of guys. Steph Curry with 28 points, 9 uh, assists, and 6 rebounds. Wiggins with 25, uh, Otto Porter Jr. with 20, 
Gary Payton Jr. with 12, and Iguodala had 12 coming in off the bench. They missed Draymond, but they got the other guys stepped it up. And David made a great point. I mean, they're built, you know, pretty interesting. You know, Gary Payton's, he, he was known in college for his ability to guard, really rangy and long. Uh, but they have guys across the board like that, you know, in that 6'7", six, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, I thought Otto Porter tonight really kind of changed the game. He was 9 for 14, 2 for 4. But another guy kind of similar to, to Hassan, you know, a guy who um, signs for, the, for, for less money than he's probably worth and gets to a more established program with great leadership, and he's having a great year. Yeah, the, the Warriors have a few guys like that, right? I mean, is that a sign of of good coaching or uh, just uh, probably a good culture? Maybe a little out of the, uh, you know all of the above. I I thought Otto Porter Jr. after showing some promise earlier in his career was kind of on his fast track to Journeymanville, and he played well certainly tonight. Locke talked a lot about what they've done with Andrew Wiggins. I agree with him on that. And uh, you know, I can't believe Iguodala is is still playing. So I mean, if they can do that with some of their young guys like Kaminga. And uh, you know, develop them. You know, the Warriors could be the Warriors for a while. Yeah, and they have. I mean, you know, a couple of weeks. Clay's coming back to this outfit. So I mean, look out. So I, I think that's the part that's just. Uh, it's going to be a. Uh, you know, the Jazz are going to really have to figure out a way to uh, continue to compete with this team. But I thought tonight they, after getting off to a tough start, uh, coming out of the third quarter into the third quarter, I thought the Jazz did a great job of competing. Um, and just in the fourth quarter, the, the the shots stopped falling. I did believe, you know, Donovan hit, drove the ball in transition, hit bo- bogey in the corner for that three. That was a huge play and a very unselfish play. Donovan could have tried to go make something there, but just shows his growth. I love that he had nine assists. He just didn't make, you know, just had enough go down for him tonight. Uh, did you have much interaction with Gary Payton Jr. when he was at Slick? Know him a little bit. Know the guys that coached him really well. I always thought that was kind of a cool connection with our community. Yeah, and he, I'm telling you, he was phenomenal there. I, I went and watched a couple practices, and you just see this guy doing crazy things. You know, he's got great instinct, like his dad, great defender, and um, he, he's a good fit for this this Golden State team. He makes a lot of sense, and if he can shoot the ball like he's shooting it right now, um, you know, he, he, he can really help him. He's two for five from three tonight. All right, the uh, Jazz fall, 123 to 116 to the Warriors. Uh, with that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Monday night. The Jazz will be on the road in New Orleans, taking on the Pelicans. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got postgame sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down as well right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post Game is Barati by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru. Customers, share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz lose tonight 123 to 116 to the Golden State Warriors here at Vivint Arena. Uh, Coach, let's uh, see here if I can scroll to it. Let's start off with uh, points in the paint, shall we? 
brought to you by our friends at uh, Serta Pro Painters. Uh, call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CERTAPRO.com. That's CERTA with a C, CERTA Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, your points in the paint. Uh, let's see, Jazz outscored uh, the Warriors. Big margin here, actually, 52-38. to 38. And like David said, you know, the Warriors are the best team in the league at defending the rim. So the Jazz had some success there when you figure they had 52 points in the paint, uh, and they also went to the line 28 times. So um, definitely liked the force they played with more in the second half. Felt like first half the defense um, of the Warriors got them to settle a teeny bit. But overall, you know, the Jazz put up a decent number, and I think a couple more threes fall, and the outcome's a little bit different. Um, of those free throws, Donovan went to the line 11 times. Rudy only went to the line four times, which surprised me. Rudy was two of four tonight. He had 20 points, but he was nine of 10 from the field. And uh, let's see here. The only Jazz player with a positive plus minus, Rudy was plus 10 in his 35 minutes tonight. Yeah, he was he was good. And, you know, when he's out there, particularly when Hassan's out, you kind of see the difference. You know, he's yeah. off the floor. Teams are really going to go. Uh, at the rim, and and the Warriors did a nice job of attacking when he wasn't in there. Uh, Rudy Gay, unfortunately, a minus 19 while he was on the floor. So kind of those lineups tonight, that, that hybrid lineup didn't work as well. They missed Whiteside tonight. A ton. Yeah, I thought so too. All right, let's uh, get some postgame sound going. Let's go down to the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Hey, coach, what was um, your synopsis of the, of the offensive possessions uh, down the stretch, you know, and it's in in the five minutes that that really decided. Well, I, I, the, you know, we put ourselves in a position. I think um, based on we figured some things out. I thought in the third quarter, and you know, I felt like we got a little tired late. Um, they were physical with us. Um, you know, it's you 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 got to work to get good shots. I thought we got some good ones. You know, and. Um, we're 14 of 44 from three. We hit a few more threes. You know, we shoot the ball a little bit better. Um, I'd have to watch the tape, Tony, to kind of give you the play-by-play, um, you know, on, on all those possessions. But I, I think one of the biggest things for us is, you know, even when the game's late for us to continue to try to run and space the floor so that we can we can attack in space. Um, they're, they're so long. You know, I thought their length, um, you know, particularly when we didn't have as much space, you know, really played an impact um, because they're able to to do some unique things uh, on the ball. You know, I thought their their on the ball defense was just terrific and you could really feel it early in the game. Um, I thought we adjusted to that uh, as the game went on. You know, when I look at the fourth, I, you know, there's some free throws at the end, but I, I, I didn't think we were able to get stops, which makes everything harder. You know, if we can get some stops, maybe we can get out and go. But, you know, I, I, I don't look at this game and, and think lack of execution at the end of the game um, was the difference in the game. You know, I thought, you know, they're a unique team and they're going to force you. Um, you're going to have some breakdowns. Um, a few things that we were a step too late or went over and we should have gone under. And, you know, they're a team, especially with Steph late, you know, you top lock him, he comes up the inside on a handoff, gets the handoff and shoots a three over, you know, a seven footer, you, you tip your hat. Um, but that means you got to do all the other things. 
and not have breakdowns in other situations. Cause frankly, that that's going to happen. You know, he's proven that, that he does that. Um, but I also thought, you know, Porter Wiggins, Peyton, you know, those guys, Looney, those guys played really well, you know, and they deserve to win the game, but, you know, by no means that I feel like, you know, we were, you know, in some respects, the fact that we, you know, really struggled, I thought in the first half and then came out in the third quarter, um, you know, and did some things a little differently uh, that allowed us to create a little more, um, you know, I, I was pleased with that. And obviously, like I said, we didn't sustain it. And part of the reason we didn't sustain it, you know, was our defense, our defense in the fourth quarter. And that's actually been, you know, a strength we've, we've, our defense has improved throughout the course of a game, but, you know, I, I thought, uh, I thought it wasn't a perfect game, but I thought it was, a, you know, a really competitive high level game. Well, you with uh, Hassan out tonight, you had to go to a lot of kind of extended looks with uh, small ball lineups, Rudy Gay at the five. Um, what did you see in those stretches? And comparatively, you know, obviously we know Rudy Gobert is one of the best defenders on the planet. What made the stretches where he was in there that much more effective defensively? Well, I think it's kind of self-explanatory that when Rudy's, Rudy Gobert is in the game that you know, he's able to do some things that, that are, that are unique and, and impact the game. And, you know, we're able to defend with, you know, certain schemes that try to take advantage of that. Um, you know, they hurt us with him in the game with um, middle pick and roll. There was a few times early where Looney just got to the rim and, you know, that's on our whole group for not being pulled in and shifted. So we had, you know, those were the types of breakdowns that against a team like this is, you know, it's harder to overcome. And, you know, we haven't played that lineup a lot. We've played it in practice. Um, you know, it's clear that, you know, th that, that group, you know, hasn't, doesn't have the same continuity. I, I don't, I don't think that would be, you know, expected right now. Um, but obviously, you know, that, 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 that group, you know, being thrown into that situation, particularly on the defensive end, um, you know, is challenging for, for everyone. Andy Larson. Offensively, they really locked you guys down uh, in the first quarter and really in the first half, really. Uh, and then third quarter, you guys did get more open looks and figured things out. What kind of change there? Well, I think, you know, like I said, the, we, we, were, we weren't able to get the ball into the paint. Um, you know, I thought a lot of that started on the ball, um, you know, with their length, with their quickness, they were physical on the ball, um, you know, and really dictated where we weren't getting good things in pick and roll. They were blitzing JC, um, you know, our spacing wasn't great to get off it. We've, we've handled the blitz really well, but when you get blitz on the sideline, um, you know, it, it's tougher to get off the ball and take advantage of the two-on-one. So, you know, I, I think those things played a factor. Um, in the second half, we, we were able to open the floor up more. Um, and in large part, um, you know, because we ran more, you know, if, if we can if we can sprint and get down the floor and create spacing early in a possession, you know, it gives our guards a chance to get to the rim, to play in space, to get in the lane and then create. 
Um, and then that to me was probably the biggest difference. And then I thought, you know, we ran out of gas a little bit, particularly when, you know, when you're, when they're scoring, it, it's obviously much harder to run. And, you know, that's something that we know we need to do throughout the course of the game. And I didn't think we were committed to that, um, you know, on, on a possession to possession basis where it was just, it's got to be so important to us because there, there's a chain reaction there, particularly with our team. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder talking about the game, uh, taking a tough loss tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Tim Lacombe? I, I thought his read was really good. I, I mean, we we watched the Jazz struggle a little bit in the first half. He said they made some adjustments, and I did believe they came out and attacked, played really well, um, make a couple of threes, you know, get a couple things to fall for you, and then just kind of talked about the greatness of Steph Curry. You know, Curry is going to make that big shot most of the time, and um, you know, th- that the fact that the Jazz probably let a couple other things hurt him tonight will be more concerning than than those plays because I do believe if, if you know, like that play over Rudy contests late, but if he's going to shoot that shot and knock it down, props to him. Yeah, you tip know? your head, right? And, and, the, and he brought up a little bit of the fatigue. He thought the guys might be a little bit tired. I think that's something particularly with the, the, the stats that, that uh, David rattled off there at the end of the game, you know, to, for the Warriors to have a little bit of rest probably was a little bit of a good thing. But overall, I thought the Jazz competed great. I thought Coach, coach and, and the staff did a great job preparing them. And at the end of the game, toward the end, you know, the Warriors had made a couple shots and the Jazz didn't. Yeah, uh, Curry was was really good, but I think you would take that stat, stat line from Steph. I mean, you, you expect him to be really good. You know, Andrew Wiggins played well with 25 points, but it took him 19 shots to get there. So you say, okay. Uh, it's, the, it's the 20 points from Otto Porter Jr. and the 12 points from Iguodala coming in off the bench that kind of stand out to me. Guys that, that kind of had bigger games than... Then they were, probably should, right? Yeah, another number that stands out in a positive way to me is the Jazz had 15 offensive rebounds. I mean, they used to post that, you know, the old days, the, the hustle, hustle board. Stats, yeah. yeah, the hustle board. But I, the, I did feel that. I felt like the Jazz really attacked uh, to get extra possessions, and then we talked about that points in the paint and the, the fact that they went to the line 28 times. So this, the Jazz figured out the force part of this. It's just... Um, you know, in my mind, getting off to a little bit of a rough start and, and fatigue may have something to do with that, but really liked the way they competed. And like you said, it was a very, very high level basketball game. All right. We'll get to uh, some player sound for you coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. And my Subaru is.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Golden State Warriors, 123 to 116. More straight ahead on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim McComb. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories. From real Mark Miller Subaru customers, share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz lose tonight, 123 to 116 to the Golden State Warriors. By the way, quick shout out to our pregame sponsor, Little Caesars, who brings us pizza. 
every single home game. They are wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, I, I love it that you're diving into some post-game Little Caesars, Coach. I'm, good for I'm you. I'm famished right now. <laughs> get in there and get it done. There's something about cold pizza, too. It's kind of good. It is good. I used to be cold pizza for breakfast guy. Used to used to get into it's that. It's just a late-night snack. So yeah, right. Fifth meal. We got a we got a post game ahead of us. You need to be you know energized. You need to do that on a full stomach, Coach. I'm glad the good folks at Little Caesars are are helping us out. And I did miss the my number tonight with Arby's. I know it's really it's really too bad. You predicted that they wouldn't get there, but they did. In fact, that seems like a good opportunity to remind the good folks out there this season when the Utah Jazz score 111 or more points in a game. Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the very next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. Uh, so uh, Arby's night tonight indeed. Let's uh, check out your Master of the Glass brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team Rebound leader as the huge Rudy Gobert is your uh, master of the glass with 19 rebounds. Rudy was one board away from another 2020 night. Yeah, he was great. Seven offensive rebounds again. The way he keeps the ball alive and is, you know, the Jazz have some success there when they they get extra possessions. Great job by Rudy keeping the ball alive. But I thought Rudy was, um, you know, really played hard tonight. I thought Locke's uh, comparisons all night were interesting how the – the Warriors are built around a dynamic offensive player, and the Jazz are built around a dynamic defensive player. I think he's he's spot on. You know, you you, you got a player like Rudy Gobert, well, you can get some offense-only dudes to surround him. You got a player like Steph Curry, you can get some defense guys to surround him. It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, there's a lot of symmetry in the way they attack. Both teams uh, do a great job of protecting the rim, uh, but also get to the rim. They, you know, both teams do a good job of making the three-point shot a weapon. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned, I think two of the better coaches, you know, in the league, and particularly in their ability to be flexible and kind of change for for personnel. Kerr got hot tonight, picking Ooh. up a tech. He was upset. It was Eddie Haskell's little brother. He was <laughs> chasing down. Got that a couple of times in the broadcast. All right, let's get uh, some more post-game sound. Let's go back down to the media room and hear from Donovan Mitchell. What were you saying offensively um, in terms of uh, how they were matching up with you, how they were attacking you defensively? I know they had Wiggins on you. I know they had Gary on you. Um, You know, they hit you with different matchups. Were you getting what Mm -hmm. you want and shots weren't falling, or or did they do anything to bother you, bothered you? First off, got to give those two credit. You know, they're, they're Hollywood defenders. Um, Gary Payne making his way back to the league the way he has um, is is definitely impressive. I got to give him credit. Um, you know, the biggest thing I think, you know, I, I liked a lot of the looks. You know, there's probably out of the 19, I'd probably say three. I wish I could have back. Um, but honestly, those are the same shots I made last night. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's one of those things where I can't sit here and say, man, I – you know, I kind of overthink things, you know, it's the same shots I hit not even 24 hours ago. So um, I think, you know, just being a way to impact the game in other ways when the shot's not falling. And I can't count how many times the ball rolled in and out, you know, and it's not, it's going to happen. Those nights are going to, it's going to, you know, 
can't go in every night. You know, it's just the, the way the game goes. And, you know, unfortunately it was tonight, but try to get to the line, try to create for others and try to just play things. But, you know, in the same token, got to give them credit. They threw, you know, length and, and uh, Wiggins. And then you had, you know, kind of speed and, and uh, Gary Payton, uh, the third or second, whatever his name is. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not too, you know, pressed about that. I think there are a lot of things I, I, I did well, you know, that I can look at, but, you know, sometimes the shot doesn't fall. It's got to impact the game in other ways. Sarah Todd. Donovan, is there maybe more value in a game like this where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm highly competitive against one of the, you know, the other contending teams in the conference where you, where you can go back and look at it? Is there more value in like what you can see on the tape from maybe this game versus maybe in a different game? Yeah, you know, a lot of things we can take away from this. You know, they did a lot of things that, you know, we you got to give them credit. You know, at the end of the day, Steph had 30 or 28, but, you know, a lot of the other guys stepped up, you know, and we we they shot 50% from three and 50% from the field, you know. So at the end of the day, we, we didn't play our best. You can look at that. We can take a lot of things from this uh, closing, execution, um, turnovers, defensive lapses. Those are the things we can take away from a game like this. Luckily, it's early. Um, we just got to come back ready. We got a tough road trip coming up and a tough January coming up. So, you know, this is, I don't want to say it's good that it happened, but this was, you know, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, I wouldn't say even a wake-up call, not to say we were like, you know, feeling any type of way, but it's one of those things to just keep things in perspective and look at the film and just like, okay, how can we adjust? How can we fix things? And coming up on this road should be ready to execute it. Eric Walden. Don, uh, the Warriors are kind of renowned for their switching small ball lineup. You guys are mm-hmm. still, yours is still kind of a work in progress. Haven't had a chance to play it too much yet. What makes theirs so good? And and where do you guys still have the most room to improve with yours? Well, and not like tonight, with Stephen Curry out there, um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's greatest shooter of all time. So when he's on the floor, especially when we're in a lineup where we're still working on things, it's, it's a different game plan for him. And then on top of that, we're doing something we kind of still, still working through the kinks and whatnot. So, you know, um, there's so many different things that, that and there's so much pressure he puts on a defense uh, when Rudy Gobert's out there. So then you take him out and you put, you know, Rudy Gay and not nothing against Rudy Gay. We just haven't worked on it. We have, we got to continue to build and we're not looking to be perfect by January 1st um, at all. You know, we did some things well. Uh, I think in that third quarter, we did a lot of things Well, we got stops and we pushed and ran, but, you know, I think the biggest thing is I personally feel like, you know, when, when it's it's a different small ball defense when you're guarding Stephen Curry, you know, versus a different team, you know, because they're not running certain actions. He's nonstop movement. All He, he demands so much attention. So um, it's, it's things we can take away. But, you know, the fact that, you know, he's out there definitely gives them a, 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 it gives us things we can look at for the next time when we play them. But um, it's a different what I'm trying to get at is it's a different uh, different game plan tonight than most teams. Holly Rowe. Hey, Coach mentioned how their length is a, was a big issue tonight and, and something that he thought was a major factor in the game. Keys to shooting well against length and moving the ball well against length that you can learn from moving forward. Holly, you're everywhere, aren't you? You, you, you do it all, and I'll give you credit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw you on TV earlier today, but... Um, no, I think, you know, when you play against, you know, a guy like Iguodala, um, Toscano Anderson, uh, Otto Porter, Wiggins, you know, sometimes that first look is going to be the shot. You know, Looney as well down there. Sometimes that first look is going to be the shot. Um, or sometimes it's not two dribbles, it's one dribble and kick. 
um, and being able to take that that quick three, that quick shot, because sometimes you take that second dribble, you get into the paint. Now you got all these bodies uh, around you and it makes the decision tougher. Uh, and we're a decision and kind of a rebase team. And it makes those reads tougher when you, you know, they, they close out the way they do. So sometimes it's just a quick decision, whether it's a shot or a go. And sometimes it's just less dribbles or sometimes it's not a shot fake, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing against teams like this who who have length like that like they do, um, just making the, the the quicker reads. Um, and we've been we've been pretty solid with it. You know, tonight, like I said, we didn't shoot well. We we didn't we didn't play our best, uh, but you know they did a good job. Donovan Mitchell, uh, right there in the loss, had twenty points, four of nineteen shooting, ten of eleven from the line, two of nine from three, nine assists, six boards. Donovan said he liked sixteen of his nineteen shots that he took, and said basically they were the same ones that he took last night, and when he had thirty nine. I hundred percent agree with him. Uh, I'm not a huge ad, uh, advocate of make or miss league. I think there's way more that goes into it um, on a nightly basis, but I think tonight was kind of one of those nights. You know, Donovan was unbelievable last night, didn't really miss. He just had it going, and he got the same looks. Um, I liked his aggressiveness. I liked, I mean, the the stat, 11 free throws. You know, he's going hard to the rim, creating contact, but also nine assists. Like, there, we're seeing a lot of growth in that area. So I, I'm with Donovan. I don't think, <clears throat> I think there's things you can take from this and get better, but I certainly, this isn't a, a woe is me game. I think the Jazz make a couple shots and they win tonight, and they played well enough in that third quarter to put themselves in a position to do that. All right, let's go back down to the media room, keep things rolling. Let's hear from Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. So, um, obviously, you guys had a ton of success in the third quarter, and then things changed a bit dramatically in the fourth. Kind of what was the what was the difference on both ends of the ball as the game uh, got into the closing stretch? Uh I think on defense, you know, we in the third we're getting stops. In the fourth, uh, not as much, you know. And uh, obviously, we had a few turnovers that kind of hurt us and and bring, brought them back in the game. But you know, uh, yeah, they hit they hit a few shots. I mean, some of the guys that you know uh, are not as good as shooters hit some shots too. Uh, you know, they 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 earned it. They earned it, and you know it's. Uh, uh, they did a good job, you know, uh, making the shots, the, the tough shots, you know, that that we're giving them. Eric, do you have one more? Yeah, I'll, I've got a follow up. Um, with Hassan out tonight, we saw lots of opportunity for you guys to kind of go with the small ball lineup when you were out. Um, it remains a work in progress. Kind of what do you see as like the biggest areas where that lineup uh, still has room for improvement? Um, I mean, on both ends, I think, you know, it's it's not a lineup that we we do a lot. So obviously, you know, it's it's not always easy, especially on, on Rudy. Uh, being at the five out there, you know, and, and having to do a lot. Uh, you know, defensively and offensively. So it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, we can, we can learn and hopefully, you know, every game is an opportunity for us to learn and, and, and get better at it, you know, but, uh, yeah, not having Hassan obviously is, uh, you know, with the way we play, um, it, it hurt us tonight for sure. Sarah Todd. 
Or did you think at all about the, how the next time that you see them, they might look completely different, you know, with Draymond and Clay in the lineup? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, of course, you know, they're missing some guys. Uh, Steph Curry is there, you know, and obviously everything, everything they do uh, revolves around him. And, and obviously Draymond, uh, you know, makes guys running better too uh, on both ends. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it will be a different game. You know, I, I think we, we can play much better as a team. And, you know, obviously we, we had guys, uh, I mean, we played last night. We, uh, yeah, every game, every night is different, you know, uh, and for us is really uh, keep getting better, you know, and then, yeah, keep, keep learning, you know, uh, learning about different situations, learning about how we can, you know, be better defensively against this team and offensively. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, they play, they play well, you know, you gotta give them credit. They, they, every single guy that they have, you know, is buying in and, and they, they, they all play really hard defensively and offensively. They all, you know, play their role really well. And, and Steph is making all those guys, you know, better and, you know, and, and, and it's, yeah, it's a good basketball team. Andy Larson. Kind of a specific question, but when Andre Iguodala hit that three at the end of the game, you know, he's a 20% three point shooter. Is that one that you wish you would have closed out on more? Or are you just like, Hey, you know, tip your cap because it's a, you know, low percentage shooter making that shot. I mean, uh, basketball, you got to play the, the percentages. Uh, obviously, uh, I try to not give him the easiest shot, so I, I closed down on him. He had to make a pump fake, and, and then he shot it. Uh, everybody knows that uh, when you shoot like that, it's not the easiest of the shot, but he, he made it. So once again, you got to give him credit. Uh, my role was to make sure that, you know, he's not able to hit somebody on the back door or... You know, uh, if I, if he hands it off to Steph, then I'm, I'm able to help. Uh, once again, you know, in, in basketball, you can't guard everything. You gotta give something away. We we chose to give that away, and and he made us pay. So, all credit to him. You know. Sir Todd, Rudy, you've got a, a a tough month coming up where you're you're playing against a lot of you know the top five teams in both conferences this uh, just through the next few weeks um do you feel like you guys are ready for a stretch like that i don't know i mean it's, it's basketball we well, hopefully we'll survive you know but yeah uh one game at a time uh, no matter who we play every night is an opportunity to to get better and to win. And, you know, it's uh, as long as we keep taking care of ourselves, stay healthy, you know, I think we, we'll be in great shape. All right, we have time for one more question from Holly Rowe. Hey, Rudy, I wanted to know, you know, this Golden State, Phoenix, the teams that are at the top of the standings in the West, everybody's really looking forward to these matchups. How do you take away from these experiences and learn, but also keep your eye on, these are the teams we're going to have to beat down the road for, you know, the playoffs and to get what you want. How do you balance both of these mindsets? I think, I think it's just about being in the moment, you know, and uh, once again, obviously those, those games uh, mean a little more because of the rankings and because if we win those games, we get a chance to be the first seed in the, in the West, which is 
pretty good in a play in a, in a, in a playoff picture. But at the same time, you know, if we lose those games, we always learn. We always learn. You know, whether we win or we lose, we learn. And you know, and, and we know that uh, we know very well that being the first seed doesn't mean that you're going to win a championship. So you know, it's all about what we learn, how we you know how we keep getting better as a team and, and you know hopefully we, we get obviously we want the home court advantage and all that but when it's going to be playoff time it's when we're going to have to play our best basketball all right there you go that is uh, Rudy Gobert who was uh, just terrific in the loss tonight 20 points 19 rebounds uh he was plus 10 he was 9 of 10 from the field 2 of 4 from the line so really nice night from uh from Rudy Gobert yeah, he's, uh, you know, the only thing that he didn't do tonight that he's been doing is get to the line more. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, I loved his impact on the game. Certainly when he was out there, um, the rim is so much more difficult. And um, he's just uh, a guy who, on a nightly basis, again, 19 rebounds, 7 offensive. you got to love his effort. But no panic in him either, right? Understanding it's one game, got things we've got to improve on. Um, but could have gone either way with a, a bounce here or a bounce there. I thought his teammates found him a couple of times tonight with some nice passes and got him in a position to succeed, Donovan in particular. Yeah, Donovan's. we, we talked about his the way he's moving the ball, but he really is finding Rudy well. And, um, you know, Rudy's a he, he's such a threat on the lob, but now being able to kind of facilitate on seals against switches and things like that, I really like that as well. But alas, the Jazz come up short. 123 to 116, they fall tonight to the Golden State Warriors. Postgame is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. We'll have more coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, with you. Jazz fall tonight to the Warriors, one twenty three to one sixteen. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, this is not Jazz Warriors related, and we'll get back to the uh, to the sound coming up here momentarily. But uh, pretty. Uh, pretty interesting situation uh, evolving in Houston real quick here uh, as there were reports that um, let's see here that uh, Kevin Porter Jr. left the game at halftime, just got into his car and bounced as the Rockets <laughs> were playing the, uh, the, the nuggets. Now uh, Sham Sharani of, of the athletic has a little bit more detail on the situation real quick. Um, he says, sources, after Rockets assistant John Lucas called out multiple players, including Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood at halftime tonight versus the Nuggets, Porter had a heated exchange with Lucas, threw an object, and promptly left the arena, and Wood refused to sub into the game in the second half. Shams goes on, says, sources, Wood was benched to start the loss to Denver after missing a mandatory COVID-19 testing window. Lucas called out entire team at halftime and focused on Wood's effort level. Porter had a heated exchange with the longtime assistant and drove out out of the arena at halftime. Could only wonder what he threw, I guess. <clears throat> well, uh, who was it? Greg Ostertag tells a famous story, or somebody told the story about Ostertag of uh, him throwing an ice bag at, 
at Jerry Sloan. Really? And Jerry just ducking out of the way and then continuing on with whatever he was saying, which I always thought was a pretty funny story. But, uh, you know, tough loss, Jazz uh, jazz fans probably not not real pleased that the Jazz came away with an L, but that's not going on in their locker room, so they got that going for them. And, you know, I think at a certain point you check yourself too. I, I understand the Jazz, you know, have played probably what the second – toughest or the second easiest schedule um, of all teams. And so I think that's something that people are looking at. But you can only play who's on your schedule at a certain time. And the Jazz have lost 10 times. Um, a couple of those games they shouldn't have lost. You know, I agree with that. But that's the nature of a season. And tonight, I don't think there's anything, you know, Draymond didn't play. Obviously, that's a little concerning. But I think the Jazz could also say Hassan didn't play. And yeah. I think he's really key to their rotation. So, um, it's a game that was played on the 1st of January, and I'm, I'm telling you, the most important things, like Rudy said, will happen starting in April. Yeah, and, uh, and Green didn't play, sure, and but Steph was still really good, which you certainly would expect, and then other players played above there, you know, what you would expect for them to, to more than make up for him, and they're a team full of long-rangey 6'8 dudes. I mean, that's really useful when you're playing defense. And it is. It's it's a great way to, you know, put a team together, have a, a guy you play through. Everybody's really unselfish because they're really happy to be out there on the floor. Um, I mean, you take a guy like uh, Toscano Anderson. I mean, he played – I actually recruited that kid out of Oakland or tried to, ended up going to Marquette. But he, he was a G League guy, mm-hmm. you know, and Gary Payton the same. So – Lots of guys getting out there and getting an opportunity like we've talked about, but Curry kind of leads the whole thing. And, um, yeah, their length or versatility, they're, they're a tough t- opponent to attack. All right, let's get back down to the media room. Let's now hear from Mike Conley. Hey, Mike. So um, there's been a lot made about, you know, what Golden State does defensively and just, like, the problems they present with how long and switchable they are. Kind of what makes them so difficult to play against? Uh, yeah, they have a uh, a lot of athletic, you know, long wings and um, and bigs that can you know stretch out and guard, um, you know, one through four, one through five, and uh, when that happens, you know, they they're able to kind of get you out of your your sets um, early to where you just kind of have to to try to find ways to break the paint and make the ball move and not let it stick. Um, they do a good job of getting their hands uh, in passing lanes and, and causing turnovers and getting out in transition, which leads to, you know, easier buckets for, uh, you know, all their guys. So uh, give them credit. They're, they're, you know, very, very good defensively. And, and, you know, even without guys who are in the lineup now. Sure, Todd. Mike, you got a, a tough January schedule coming up. Um, I'm wondering when you when you have like a lot of games bunched together against like top contending teams, does that create different opportunities for you? Well, I, th- I think they're they're always great opportunities when we get to play against the, the best in the league, um, especially when we consider ourselves to be in that conversation. We want to to compete against those guys and. Um, and win those games and play in those big games and have those moments because those are the teams that, you know, we're going to have to match up with when, you know, the time comes uh, in the playoffs and um, and we want to try to get to where we're trying to go. So um, when we look at this part of the schedule, it's, it's an opportunity for everybody to, to, you know, really test themselves, challenge themselves uh, in every facet of the game. 
each game would be different. Tonight we didn't make a lot of shots. And the next night we might make a, a whole bunch of shots and and the story might be different. So, I mean, it's just, um, you know, how we stay consistent through the ups and downs and um, and be ready for the next opponent. Andy Larson. Two questions for you, Mike. First, uh, do you learn something from, you know, a quality opponent like that during the game or do you feel like you kind of have to wait until you watch film after to really kind of get some key takeaways you can use for the rest of the year? Uh, you learn, you learn stuff during the game. I mean, halftime, we were already making adjustments, um, on certain plays they were, ma they were, they were running and how to guard Steph in certain situations. And, and even when we were adjusting, you know, they would, they would have another adjustment to our adjustment. So, I mean, it was a, a chess match through and through, and that's what you get with the, the best teams. Um, so you just, you're constantly, um, learning and adjusting and, and, you know, trying to, to figure out each other as the game goes on. And then second question, obviously Steph is incredible, but when you guys are playing your best defense against him, what are you guys doing well? I think one, we're, we're communicating, you know, um, it's not easy having that assignment to guard him and because he scores in so many different ways, but they're strictly looking for him. It feels like only so like if he passes it and gets off the ball, he comes right back, back cuts, comes off the other side and, with all that happening, you having somebody behind you being able to communicate and say, you know, switch or um, me telling somebody else to, to switch out, bump out during a, during a play, if we can, you know, sniff something out. I mean, all that stuff is important and helpful because um, at the end of the day, you can do all that, you know, all the talking, all the communication, he'll still score. But as long as we make him work and, and try to make it tougher on him, I think uh, it gives our, ourselves the best chance to win. Eric Walden. <clears throat> Mike, obviously having uh, Rudy and Hassan, you know, you guys don't get a whole lot of opportunities to break out the small ball lineup, but with Hassan out tonight, got some extended minutes. Um, what did you see from it? Where is there still room to improve? And, and what do you take from tonight on a night when, you know, everything is kind of thrown off by the Steph Curry factor? Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, you, you don't get too many minutes with, with uh, you know, certain lineups like we've had tonight, but, um, you know, those guys went out there and did the best they could. Obviously, um, it's different without having a, a traditional big and Hassan or Rudy back there because we, we base our defense basically solely on, you know, forcing everybody to, to our big. So uh, when that happens, we kind of have to retrain our minds and re readjust to, you know, remembering not to let your guy, you know, beat you, you know, be in help side. Um, you know, everybody's kind of activated into more of a help, help the helper situation as opposed to, trying to make it a two on two situation with the big and the guard, um, like we're accustomed to doing. So it just takes some time to adjust to it. Uh, hopefully we get more minutes with those units and, and, and continue to just get better from it. All right, there you go. That was uh, Mike Conley. Uh, Mike tonight, 12 points, five rebounds, three assists. He was four of 13 from the field, two of six from three. What'd you think uh, about what Mike had to say uh, defending Steph Curry there? It's, you know, the challenge that is, right? And you have to, you got to be locked in. It's a, you can do your best job on him and you still raise up and make a tough shot. And I, I thought the Jazz, for the most part, uh, they, they never just completely lost him. Uh, I thought they, they challenged things pretty well um, overall. And he just made some big time shots down the stretch. But Mike did a good job, you know, when he had his opportunity. The part about the lineups, uh, it's definitely real. There were a bunch of lineups out there tonight that hadn't played together a ton. So, um, you know, take that a little bit into account. But overall, a 
you know, a game where Golden State kind of makes some plays down the wire and, and pulls away. Steph, if you're just joining us, had uh, 28, 9, and 6 tonight, 28 points, 9 assists, and uh, 6 rebounds. He was 8 of 18, shooting 6 of 12 from 3 and 6 of 7 from the line. But he was quiet in that third quarter uh, when the Jazz outscored Golden State 41 to 22, and then the Warriors made their push in the fourth, outscoring the Jazz 37 to 25. But we kind of wondered, Jazz down big at the half, what we'd see. And they came out and they played their best basketball in the third quarter, and then Golden State turned it up in the fourth. And it turned into, obviously, an extremely terrific game. But uh, the Jazz really did a nice job against Steph Curry in the third when they made their run. Yeah, he he was – it's crazy when a really good score goes quiet, too, because you get nervous, you know. Coach Majerus used to talk about the guy who's furthest from the ball. The best scorer furthest from the ball is the one you got to be the most concerned about because they're probably in some sort of action to come to the ball. And uh, we talked in the pregame about his ability to kind of make a broken play a big play, and that's what he, he did down the stretch for sure. All right, let's get a look at your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A, earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Excuse me, the uh, Jazz from the line tonight that really is what kept him in the game. They did a nice job going to the line, 22 of 28. Donovan himself was 10 of 11, and the uh, Warriors were just 14 of 21. So Jazz last, really, couple of weeks have done a nice job going to the line. Yeah, it's it's becoming a real strength, um, and some that will pay dividends down the road. That's a huge part of being a good team is being able to, to make it pay at the line, and they're doing a good job of that. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign, featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall to the Warriors tonight, 123-116. to We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one, the play of the game as well, coming up straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Kicks to Bogey. Corner three. Bogey three. Tied at 111. 2-10 to play. That's our guy, David Locke, and play the game for you. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night postgame show. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe with you. 123 to 116 is your final. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, coach, uh, for folks, maybe just... Uh, you know, getting off the night shift, just joining us. A little review for you. Jazz had four players score 20 points tonight in the loss. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had 20 on four of 19 shooting. He had nine assists and six rebounds. Rudy with 20 and 19, 20 points, 19 boards. Uh, Bogdanovich had 20 tonight. Clarkson had 20. Royce O'Neal added 15, but nonetheless uh, comes in a loss as uh, Steph Curry had 28 points to lead all scorers. He had eight of was on eight of 18 shooting, six of 12 from three. He also had nine assists and six rebounds. Wiggins had 25 tonight on nine of 19 shooting. Otto Porter Jr. with 20. Iguodala with 12 coming in off the bench, and uh, Jordan Poole added 10 off the bench for uh, as well for the Warriors in the win. And uh, long and short of it. You know, hard-fought game coach, but came down to a couple of Steph threes in the clutch and a random Andre Iguodala cold-blooded three to put it away. All the way from 20, 2004, right, the year he was drafted, <laughs> which is just absolutely remarkable. Um, but, yeah, I think that's well said. You know, you look at some of the numbers, uh, the Warriors shot the ball ex- extraordinarily well, as good as they have 
almost all year uh, overall, their effective field goal percentage was, uh, six, they were 64% from the field. Uh, the Jazz did a good job of, of not just totally giving the rim. Uh, they made they made the Warriors shoot way more long twos than they normally do. Um, but guys like Otto Porter, you know, um, guys like Toscano Anderson, they made those shots tonight. And, and really, at the end of the day, when you look at a seven-point game, uh, you have to say that both teams prepared well, fought each other pretty hard, and, um, you know, the Warriors just made a couple more plays. Um, Jazz didn't get off to the best start. You talked about that at half. But the way they played in the second half, they really played hard. It just didn't come out their way. Quinn does a great job of getting the guys settled. You know, we've seen often where even they, they may be struggling one thing in particular and they always go in and map that out, come out in the third quarter and have a great plan. And, and that just shows great coaching um, and great culture. But I thought they did come out. And they, I, maybe, if anything, they simplified defensively. I think they were so uh, weight, you know, their defense was so weighted toward um, Curry that sometimes guys got more concerned with that than, than guarding the ball. And so they, they simplified something and, and did a much better job of attacking um, again, nine assists from Donovan's awesome. You can you can win a lot of games with that. Yeah, you sure can. No doubt about it. All right, Coach Lacombe, first game of the new year. Let's get a few final thoughts from you. Well, it's a bummer they lost. You know, this was a game we were all looking forward to. Um, you know, you gotta you've got to give Golden State a ton of credit. I, I do believe the Jazz. If you look at the numbers, uh, the hustle numbers that matter, the Jazz were locked in. Um, they didn't start great, and their energy wasn't great. And I think something about the rest may have something to do with that. If, uh, you know, what David was talking about after the game uh, is true, teams that are rested have have a sizable advantage. So um, with Golden State's game being canceled against Denver and them just waiting on the Jazz, the Jazz playing a back-to-back, maybe there's your seven points right there. But overall, nothing that you, you know, raise your arms up about and say, oh, man, we're never going to. Because I, I thought no. the Jazz actually really competed well tonight. Yeah, absolutely. This uh, The Jazz have had some frustrating losses at home this year. That's something we didn't even touch on tonight, how, how the Jazz have been really good on the road and at home maybe not so much. I don't think this was one of those frustrating home losses. I don't either. No, no I, I mean, they, they were down. They fought back. They actually got a good lead. But a great team fought back and made a couple plays. And, man, Golden State is, is playing some great basketball. Now they're fun. 39 assists on 46 field goals. Absolutely amazing. All right, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone for calling all. Oh, not Booner tonight. That's like the third time I've done that tonight. Well, Booner Boone was, was doing, involved, but he TV. was doing TV. Yeah, yeah the, great job, David. Flying solo, way to go. Uh, on the call tonight, terrific work by the broadcast assistants uh, making it happen. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, uh, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to the title sponsor of the post-game show. That's our friends Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Coach Lacombe, Happy New Year, buddy. I told you I wasn't going li- to wish you a Happy New Year last night. That's tonight. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, man. I hope it's a great one for everybody. Um, it's a new opportunity to, to become better at something. So uh, here we go. You and I spent a lot of nights together in 2021. I look forward to spending a lot of nights together in 2020. Me too, buddy. Thanks. All right. Uh, the Jazz fall tonight to the Warriors, 123 to 116. Our next broadcast is coming your way Monday night. The Jazz are on the road, taking on the Pelicans in New Orleans. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 5. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.